brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning, scholarship deadlines are quickly approaching and we want to make sure all of our seniors have the information they need to apply for funding. For more on that, MPTV spoke with the Mary Persons counselors. Welcome back everyone to MPHS radio show. And today we are interviewing the counselors. So let's get to it. How does one get a scholarship? So you get a scholarship by a variety of ways. Um, all scholarship companies or entities pretty much are going to require that you write an essay of some sort. They are not going to give you money just because. Um, or, or that's very rare. So you will have to fill an application. Most of them are online now. There are some, some companies that use paper, but you would have to fill out an application and write an essay. And that is the most common way to get a scholarship. What type of scholarships are available? Well, there are needs-based scholarships, which are based on your parents' income. Um, and there are merit-based, which are based on your academics. Um, for instance, the HOPE scholarship would be like a merit scholarship because it's based on the fact that students have to have at least a 3.0 HOPE GPA by the end of their senior year and the four rigor courses um, that are required. Um, there are some unique scholarships for, that are out there as well. For instance, like there's one that is for students who are seven feet tall or that they may have uh, they may ask if you have red hair or if you're left-handed. So there are lots of scholarships out there for students to choose to help pay for um, college expenses. How can seniors find out about scholarships? So um, for our students, Ms. Burson and I, we create a newsletter and the newsletter is very comprehensive and it has all the local scholarships as well as statewide scholarships. We don't really include um, nationwide ones. We try to include the ones that have a smaller pool, which means you have a greater chance of actually getting it. We are on our third edition this year. Um, all the local scholarships just became live, actually. And there's, I think, our last scholarship bulletin had three pages. <clears throat> Outside of Mary Persons, um, some people's parents, for example, might work for Georgia Power, and a lot of companies will provide employers' children scholarships. So you may want to ask your, your parent if they work at a certain organization. You may want to look at your church. A lot of churches provide scholarships. So there's a, um, a lot of little ways to find them, but for our students at Mary Persons, we provide a newsletter, and we also email the seniors directly. What can you use the scholarship money for? It could be used for books, um, tuition, um, housing, and sometimes, you know, um, if you win a scholarship, it could be used toward personal expenses. It's, there's a variety of reasons or a variety of um, ways that it could be used. The most common, though, is um, for tuition and books. What is the average scholarship award amount? That varies. Um, and it, it depends on the scholarship. Um, I've seen some scholarships 
anywhere from a hundred dollars to maybe five thousand and sometimes even beyond that it just depends on the organization that's um, presenting the scholarship um, I would probably say 2500 is probably the most average amount that I've seen over the years but um, like I say it, it, there's a wide range you can go for like a hundred five thousand or even beyond what are some typical requirements for scholarships so um, most scholarships are most in general are going to be GPA based they're going to say okay in order to um, complete this application we want students that fall within 3.5 to 4.0 or 3.0 to 3.5 so that's a big thing other requirements is going to be an essay most scholarships are you're going to have to write some sort of essay or a personal statement for example they may say how would this money benefit you and you would write if I was to receive the scholarship I could use it for fill in the blanks and it would you know help my family financially or whatever and your essays are probably the most important component if the scholarship requires that um, also financial need is a requirement and even residency we have scholarships here in this county that the only one of the main caveats is you have to live in Monroe County and so those there scholarship companies can come up with their own criteria but that's some of the examples that we've seen around here and what are some red flags to look for when applying for scholarships so finding scholarships is kind of like a job um, you have to really put an investment time into it and we recommend students start it in the summer of their junior year because all these scholarships become live and you've got to find the time to do it but with that being said scholarship information is free so if you ever come upon a scholarship website that says oh for $75 I will help you find a million dollars in scholarships that's probably a scam it is always free there is uh, a several apps that do charge a small fee. For example, Scholly, it is a very reputable app. It's $3 a month, and those kind of things are okay. Um, I would not, however, pay to go to a class or to join a website because all the things that they're gonna offer you, you can find for yourself. You just have to dig. All right. uh, thank you guys for letting us use your time. Uh, that was all the questions. Um, that's about it. My name's Dylan. I'm Gracie. I'm Miss Roller. And I'm Miss Burston. And thanks for listening. Best Buddies is an international organization working to end the social, physical, and economic isolation of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mary Persons has an active Best Buddies chapter on campus, and it's always looking for new members. MPTV's Elijah Jones sat down with Elizabeth Holloway to learn more about the organization. Hi, my name is Elijah and this is my interview and I'm here with Miss Holloway. Hi Elijah. I got five questions for you about Best Buddies. Alright, I'm ready. What is, well the first question, what is Best Buddies about? Best Buddies is about advocacy for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Best Buddies is a global organization, but Best Buddies at Mary Persons is a high school chapter that's focused on friendships. So the focus is on helping to foster one-to-one -one friendships between students with and without disabilities. How can someone join Best Buddies? 
So we do a membership drive at the beginning of the year and our cutoff is typically around Labor Day. So in order to join, um, you'll fill out that Google form that Ms. Alford sends out the first couple weeks of school to express your interest. And then I take um, emails from that and send out the Best Buddies um, application that's required by Best Buddies International. So it's an online application, takes maybe five minutes to complete. Um, we have chapter dues, so members have to complete the membership application and pay their $20 chapter dues. That includes a t-shirt. We usually have a cutoff for that at the end of September so that we've got commitments from people for the year. What do you do in Best Buddies? So we have, um, this year we have about 75 members, but of those 75, about 15 of them are individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so if those people want to be matched up in a one-to-one -one friendship, we conduct interviews and match them up with a peer um, to just give them the opportunity to cultivate a genuine friendship. So that's about 30 people that are in one-to-one -one friendships. Um, and so the rest of the members are invited to come to our social and informational activities. We have one social a month and one informational meeting a month that will help learn about um, disabilities and careers related to disabilities and advocacy in general. So the biggest thing we do is socialize because our biggest goal is to help develop friendships. So my role with Best Buddies is chapter advisor. So I help communicate um, with students and parents and I help, um, we have an officer team so I help kind of keep them on track to help them lead their peers in advocacy and friendship. Why do you think people should join Best Buddies? For a variety of reasons, I think people should join Best Buddies. Um, a big one is that uh, as we're in high school, our classes are sort of specialized by our interests and our needs um, and our educational goals. And so for students with intellectual and developmental disabilities, that means that sometimes they're a little bit isolated from their peers who don't have disabilities. So. Uh, as well as students without disabilities are a little bit isolated from their peers with disabilities. So through Best Buddies, there's opportunities to get to know each other. Generally, you kind of end up being friends with the people that you're around and you have classes with. So it gives them an opportunity to get to know each other. Another reason is um, if you have friends with intellectual and developmental disabilities when you're younger, you're gonna have some thought and consideration for those people when you're older. So when you are in a position to hire people, you're gonna remember your friends from high school that have disabilities and maybe give them an opportunity to be employed in our community or maybe you invite them um, into your church group or uh, whatever your social network is. If you get to know people with disabilities at school, you have opportunities to include them in your social activities um, and opportunities beyond high school and out in the community. So and that's good for everybody. How do you think Best Buddies has changed the culture of MP? That's a great question. Um, so Best Buddies has existed at Mary Parsons for nine years. So I have been here for 10. So we had one year without Best Buddies. And what I saw about the general culture at Mary Parsons, and I would say is still true today, is people are generally kind and respectful of each other. But uh, like I was saying, there are very few opportunities for students with disabilities to be included and involved with their peers outside of a club like Best Buddies. So I think 
Best Buddies has provided those opportunities for friendships to be made um, and for people to just be more aware of their peers with disabilities. I think we continue to have a very kind and respectful culture overall, but I think we have become more inclusive of maybe everybody with um, differences. And truly, we're all different. Uh, but I think we've become more inclusive over the time that Best Buddies has been on campus. Was there anything before Best Buddies? There was not. That's a great question. There was not um, any club that was really open to students with intellectual or developmental disabilities. If you kind of think on the clubs that we have here, most of them are tied to an academic class or um, if you think about sports. And so um, there were very few opportunities for students with disabilities to get involved otherwise. So yeah. This has been my interview with Ms. Holloway. I'm glad you could join me today, Ms. Holloway. Yes, thank you for asking me to be interviewed, Elijah. Another way you can show support for Best Buddies is by attending their upcoming talent show. It will be held Monday, March 21st at 6 p.m. at the Board of Education Auditorium. Forsyth's premier event is just one week away. The 35th annual Forsythia Festival happens next Saturday and Sunday. I sat down with Chamber CEO Rebecca Stone to get the inside scoop on this year's event. Ms. Stone, thank you for joining us this morning. We're excited to have you. Now, I know the festival is right around the corner. Yes, it is. So, can you tell me a little bit about this year's plans? Absolutely, Carrie. Thank you for inviting me to come talk to you guys this morning. We're very super excited about Forsythia this year. It is going to be a blast. One word that I can use to describe it is amazing. We have a record number of vendors coming in this year, a lot of new products that are going to be here, a lot of fun things for kids to do. Kids Zone is returning full blast, as well as the community stage. We're very, very, very excited about all of these things associated with the Forsythia Festival this year. All right, you mentioned new, so we always want to know. Are there any new vendors that you're particularly excited about this year? Yes, absolutely. So we've got some new um, metal work coming in, metal design uh, for outdoor and indoor, decorative for the home. Uh, let's see, we have a variety of new food vendors coming in this year. Ooh. Yeah, very exciting. Um, of course, all of our old favorites are also returning. Um, we have another new vendor that I'm very excited about that I know the kids are going to love uh, and it's going to be up on the, the square next to the caricature um, <clears throat> drawings and that is the balloon man and these balloon animals that this guy makes are absolutely out of this world they are lifelike just beautiful oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah, we're very excited about that um, tons of new things for the kids this year so all right well you've mentioned the kids you talked about the balloons <clears throat> Let's talk about some of the other stuff towards the kids. What can they expect in Kids Zone? What kind of vendors are out there? What can our kids and families enjoy? Okay, we have around uh, 10 bounce slides and bounce houses along with the, the Ferris wheel, several obstacle courses. Um, some of the vendors that we brought in this year, we have a vendor that is doing slime. So, yes, Ooh. slime. <laughs> I'm sure the parents are going to love that one. We're very excited about that. Um, of course, Miss Kim is coming with the ponies again this year. We've got Miss Abby that is going to do face painting. 
The Teddy Bear Mobile is coming back again this year for the second year in a row. Very exciting stuff. Outstanding. All right, now, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I didn't ask you this before. Do we have any students <coughs> participating again this year? I know in the past we've had stuff like Skills USA, um, perhaps 4-H involved. I don't know. What's going on this year? Yes, absolutely. Skills USA and FFA are returning this year in their uh, regular spots. They will be down on Johnston. <coughs> um, and they have a lot of fun things that they're going to share with us. Skills USA has a playhouse that they're going to be auctioning off. Ooh, so we're, we're very excited about that. Um, FFA is bringing some beautiful plants and some of their animals. So we are very excited about both of those. Awesome. We love to see our students out there shining and yes. showing off their hard work. And of course, I, I, you know, I can't believe I didn't address this already, but um, Megan Eastwood um, designed our logo this year from Mary Persons High School Art Class. So we were very, very excited about Miss Eastwood's design and it's going on the festival shirt as well as on our 5K shirt. Let me tell you, if you have not seen the gorgeous blue festival shirts yet, you need to check them out with that beautiful design by our student. It's yes. exciting. Now, I have to ask you, and, and I can do this because for those that don't know, I have been in your <laughs> shoes and I have put this festival together. Yes, and you have. <laughs> I put it together right before COVID. So how does it feel to have kind of a return to normal festival after the past two years of complications? I'm glad that you asked that, Carrie. It is absolutely phenomenal it feels so good the response that we are getting from everyone in this community the sponsorships uh, the vendors I mean everyone is just so excited it is absolutely I, I cannot ask for more blessings than what we have been given by this community and by these sponsors I tell you I can't wait to see the smiling faces and the happy people out enjoying the vendors works and that delicious food and all the fun now, I do know from experience that putting something together like this is really difficult and it takes a huge team, not just chamber staff, but volunteers, business partners. And I'm just curious if there's anybody you'd like to thank before you go today. Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, I want to thank everyone in Forsyth and Monroe County, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, for all of, of their excitement and their dedication and their just the overwhelming response that they have for this festival and the what it symbolizes to this community. Um, we also have an excellent board of directors this year. I could not do anything without them. My wonderful office manager, Miss Pam, um, and our leadership Monroe class this year is just absolutely invaluable when it comes to things like this. Always volunteering to help um, press buttons, make copies, you know, help out at the food truck frenzy. Um, these sponsors that we have is just, Again, I can't say enough about the folks in this community. And just to throw it out there, this year's presenting sponsor, Volume Chevrolet, once again this year. Absolutely. Volume Chevrolet is our presenting sponsor. Uh, we have many, many more. Too many for me to mention at this uh, in this amount of time. But Volume Chevrolet, uh, you'll see the banners going up around the square today, as a matter of fact, the first day of March. And... Um, we look forward to working with Volume for many, many years to come. Well, we certainly appreciate everything you're doing in the community. If you want to see that full list of sponsors, check out the very cool Presidia shirts that are on sale now. You're going to love it. 
We appreciate the Chamber and this community for supporting this beautiful event. Next weekend, March 12th and 13th, we'll see you there. Absolutely. Thank you, Carrie. Looking for a place to send your child this summer? You should check out our upcoming Summer Camp Expo. MPTV's Emma Phelan sat down with organizers Brandy Pye and Connie Tain to get the details about the event. Hey y'all, I'm Emma Phelan and I'm here with Miss Brandy Pye and Miss Connie Tain today and we're going to be talking about um, the Camp Expo. So just to start off, um, what is the Camp Expo? It's our annual summer camp expo and resource fair and we host it generally in April of the school year, but we decided to move it up this year a little bit to the end of March. So we're going to host it on March the 29th at the Fine Arts Center from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're planning on it being an outdoor event, um, but if, if weather permits. If not, we'll have it inside the lobby of the Fine Arts Center. But basically what it is is a bunch of local organizations, churches, community organizations, uh, local resource partners like the health department or Family Connection usually come and set up a booth with their information on summer camp, summer activities, resources that would be helpful for parents um, any time of the year. They also, we have churches that have their vacation Bible school information that they hand out. Uh, we also try to have some snacks at the event, usually a hot dogs and chips and drinks and uh, an ice cream truck. And it's all free and open to the community. So, and you said this year it's going to be at the end of March? Yeah, it'll be March 29th from okay. 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. in front of the Fine Arts Center or inside the Fine Arts Center if weather does not allow us to have it outside. All right. And um, so you said, like, what part of the school system is involved in Expo? All of the schools are just, like, the elementary schools, or where do y'all focus it on? It's a district Title I event, so it's open to community organizations. So Connie and I, while we each work with specific schools in the system, we also help to organize and set up district-level events. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is one of our district level events that we do. So as far as schools being involved, any schools that are offering a summer camp will come and set up. Like sometimes there's a cheer camp that's offered in our schools during the summer and they'll come and promote the cheer camp or mm -hmm. a baseball camp or a football camp, whatever camps are available to kids during the summer. If it's being run through the school system, they'll come and set up a little booth to have information for that too. And it's not, Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandy, but it's not limited to, I mean, any anybody can come. They don't have to go to one of our schools. Correct. Uh, it's any, any it local organization. We have a lot of organizations from surrounding counties that come and set up a booth. We have the Westland Kids College, Starbase and Warner Robins has come and set up before. Um, we have Camp Kaleo. Uh, Boys and Girls Club, the Rec Department, Bibb County actually, Bibb County Parks and Recreations comes and sets up stuff too because some parents work in Bibb County so it's easier to utilize resources where they uh, closer to where they work. So all kinds of camps and activities that um, are available to kids in our county and surrounding counties are invited to come and participate. I did not know that that they were open to everybody. 
And it's just a good way, rather than parents having to make millions of phone calls to so many different places, this is a great way for them to come and get all the information they need at one time. All right. So how do y'all advertise it? We send home flyers with students in their weekly folders, and then we also advertise it through our e-newsletters that go out weekly, the Monroe mm -hmm. messages, the e-newsletters through the schools. Um, we also try to get an ad in the local newspaper and promote it on all of our social media platforms multiple times. All right. Um, do y'all feel that it's beneficial to students? The summer camp expo is beneficial yes. to students? Mm-hmm. I definitely think it gives a lot more benefit to the parents who are working over the summer to mm -hmm. have resources that they can use for their students, but certainly the activities that are offered are beneficial to the students. All right. Well, thank y'all for doing this interview with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, thank Emma. Tennis season is officially underway. For a preview of this year's team, MPTV's Faith Jones spoke with coaches Hannah Grossman and Trey Bernard. I'm Faith from MPTV, speaking with the Mary Persons Tennis Coaches. Coach Garsman. Coach Bernard. What do you enjoy most about coaching the MP Tennis Team? Uh, they're very enthusiastic. They are fun. They're entertaining. Uh, they work really hard for uh, what they do when they're always out there on the tennis courts. But just their whole mindset and being out there, they want to have fun, but at the same time, they're ready to work hard. Yeah, they're really good kids. We really don't ever have any a lot of problems out of them. We just... We're just, we're wild sometimes by the enthusiasm that they exhibit. What is your team's goal for this season and how do you plan on achieving it? We're rebuilding this year for our girls team, but since we've been out there since tryouts, they've really showed us this year that they want to continue winning. Um, we've been moving people around trying to figure out what best suits our team, both girls and boys for singles and doubles. But um, I think we, st we still have high expectations. We still are trying to win region um and make it to state yeah i mean that's our goal every year ever since i started this is my what seventh year now we've we've had at least one of our teams go to playoffs and we want to keep that streak intact what would you say is your team's biggest strength and weaknesses on the court they're driven they're determined they want to win um they, they, they like to do it their way sometimes, um, so we have to show them a, a few other ways to, that you can play tennis and certain shots that you can do. But they pick it up pretty easily, and they work hard at it, but they're, them themselves are driven to win, and that's a huge asset every day at practice to get us ready for our matches. Never giving up, and that can go both ways. Some of them are never going to give up on a ball, and some of them are never going to get going for the ball. So that's one thing that we have to keep in mind is we're trying to make you know keep pushing them to be better. What do you look for in a potential player? Um, someone that's going to be aggressive, someone that's going to continuously fight. Um, we look for we, we try and enforce power. Let make sure they hit it. Don't be scared to hit the ball. Um, but somebody that's got a positive attitude that we're not going to have any problems with in the classroom, outside of school, at the tennis courts, um, but somebody that's, like, like we said, positive and driven. Somebody that's coachable. I can have somebody that's out there and they barely know how to swing the racket, but if they're willing to listen and actually do what they're supposed to do, they're going to get better at it, and that's one of the big things that we like to preach about too. 100%. What does a normal day at practice look like for your team? Um, 
Well, they negotiate how many laps they want to run first. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. February 1st, they were like, oh, good, we only get to run, run one lap. So I was like, all right, we'll run the calendar. And that means on February 28th, we'll run 28 laps. And so they decided not to not to run with that one. Um, but a lot of times, sometimes we get out there and we start right away into match play where they play each other. And other days we get out there and uh, Coach Bernard and I will feed tennis balls and work on certain shots like forehand, backhand, volleys, overheads, and working on placement of where we want those shots as well. Um, you know, we, we also take the opportunity to you know, figure out whether they need to go down the line or if they need to cross court or if they need to do a drop shot near the net. Just kind of keep your opponent thinking about it. So we try to get the mental aspect into the game as well. We want them to – get in their heads a little bit, you know, not necessarily yelling at them about their clothes or anything, but just they don't know where the ball is going to go next. Is there anything you plan on doing differently this season that you did not do in the past? Stick with the winning formula. <laughs> right. We've had, we've had, we had a region championship last year, and we've had playoff teams every single year. So just, you know, making sure that the kids represent Mary Persons like they always do and that when we go somewhere, people know who we are. Mm-hmm. With our student athletes, I mean – they, they pretty much speak for themselves on the tennis courts because, like we've said in other questions, they are great people. We, got, we are lucky to coach these um, students, and if, they can, if we can continue to get them out there every day improving and um, getting better each day, then that's all we can ask for. How do you think having no home matches this season will affect things, if at all? It's definitely going to be tough because we got to go on the road for every match. So when we have like three matches a week, we'll be getting home late and knowing that we got to go somewhere again the next day. It's going to be tough. Um, sometimes matches away can be fun because we get to ride the bus. Sometimes we get to stop to eat and stuff like that. So it can be fun, but it's definitely going to be tough on the matches on the weeks we got matches three times. Um, but you know, home matches are always fun. We get to bring more fans there, so we have more of a fan base um, when we get home matches. And so that part's kind of going to be tough. And um, But we'll make it work. We'll make it work. It'll be worth the wait to yeah. get these new tennis courts. And that's what I was going to say. It's, it is worth the wait, and that's something that we have to keep our eye on is we're going to have new and improved tennis facilities by next year. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.